listening to the Pasco Podcast with Mike Carvalho. Welcome to Season 3 of Pasco Podcast, a series about leadership and public service. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the nearly 600,000 people of Pasco County, as represented by the Board of County Commissioners. It's through their trust and empowerment of our workforce and leadership team that we're able to bring you this podcast. This podcast is designed to help public servants build leadership skills and leverage them for success by sharing the experiences of our peers. Hi, I'm Mike Carballa. Welcome to our 30th episode of Pasco Podcast. This month, we're celebrating our headset heroes, the men and women of Pasco 911, who are here serving our community 24 hours a day. National Public Safety Telecommunications Week is in April, and we're honoring several of our team in several different ways for their commitment, service, and sacrifices. Joining us today is 911 Shift Supervisor Matt Hayes and Training Supervisor Brittany DeRocher. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Now, before we dive in, I just want to say thank you for all that you and your teams do. You guys just do a fantastic job. And, and I tell you, just it is, you know, when you're having your worst day, it's 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 good to know that there's somebody behind the uh, on the other end of that phone to answer the call. Um, and as you guys know, you've been in this industry for a while, I assume. And, and, you know, these jobs aren't for the faint of heart. So can you tell us just a little bit about yourselves and how you got into this line of work working here at Pasco County? Uh, well, yeah, I started out, uh, I was in the Air Force for six years and did nuclear security. And uh, I was transitioned into dispatch for the nuclear security. And after I got out, I was like, I kind of like doing dispatch. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So after that, I moved down to Florida with some family and saw they were hiring here. And well, 10 years later, here I am. Fantastic. Fantastic. I served some Northern Tier assignments as well. Up in the Why not North Dakota? I, actually, I was just down the road at the nicer assignment in Grand Forks. <laughs> oh, there you go. So <laughs> high rent district compared to Minot. So welcome. Well, thank you for thank your you. service and, and thanks for doing all that. Brittany, how about you? So I'm actually from Pasco County. Okay. I grew up here um, and I started in 911 in 2016. And that's pretty much it. I came from an ice cream shop previously. Okay. So it was quite the change. I wanted something serious, something with benefits. Something I could do long term. So. Free ice cream's not a benefit. Yeah. It was, but I mean, long term. Long term. I don't know. Yeah, and, and it affects you. Favorite flavor? Cappuccino. Oh, good yeah. stuff. I like coffee ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we're glad you made it over here. So, training supervisor now. Mm -hmm. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? So, basically, I oversee our CTO program, which is our trainers where they are new hire class, they have classroom training, and then they go onto the floor with a trainer. Mm -hmm. So I oversee the trainers and the trainees during their four weeks on days and nights. So that's that's pretty much it. So, so it's a long, long process and a lot of stuff. How, how long right. until somebody's able to kind of fly solo? Um, so they have classroom training. Um, eight weeks. Eight weeks of classroom, classroom typically. Mm -hmm. um, and then they have eight weeks of training on the floor. So gotcha. gotcha. So yeah. 16 weeks and right. then and then getting into right. taking so about calls four on months. their own. Wow. Okay. Right. Fantastic. So um what's it like being a leader on the floor of a nine one one center? Well I'll tell you it's different because at least from my perspective that you have such a wide range of ages. You mm -hmm. know, our youngest is eighteen, just graduated out of high school and our oldest is almost sixty now. So you kinda have to know how to Talk to the different age groups. Got some generational issues. Yeah, right? it, yeah. that could be quite a challenge sometimes. Yeah, yeah, abs absolutely. Um, you know, how's the busyness? How's the vibe? I mean, or, or you know, how do you how do you keep all that 
in balance because I mean I could I've been through the nine one one center before and and I, I guess my my description of it is is it's humming it's you know there's humming. there's always a lot going on so I mean how it's do you just, how do you keep your calm I mean it's it's such a boy for his, all the stuff that's flowing through there I bite my tongue a lot okay um, yeah <laughs> no, okay. I was joking um, you just have to kind of put it to the side and then you know there is a time you need to vent or just let it all out you got to step off the room and mm. deal with that but it's plugging this hole to go plug this hole and then go plug that hole it's constant gotcha gotcha you know same question back to you Brittany. i mean you know you, you're as a trainer right mm -hmm. so i mean are you on the floor day to day or are you kind of on the outskirts so and moving i actually around? recently left the floor as a shift mm -hmm. supervisor to go into training um i do try to make my way out to the floor i miss it a lot just mm -hmm. it's constant moving like you said the room's constantly humming right um there's always something going on it's constantly putting out fires or on to the next thing or what information do we need it's very exciting um but yeah it, it can be stressful but it's it's rewarding it's nice to see everybody come together okay. and work yes. together because yeah. it it you see the calls go from your call taker who's receiving the 911 call to okay now it's being routed to the dispatcher call taker still on the line now our dispatchers communicating to either fire rescue or the sheriff's office and they're asking questions and it's just a line of communication and being able to oversee that is it, it's really rewarding yeah. i think yeah yeah fantastic so over the course of your careers right and so you're 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 leading this operation right that is you're organizing this this chaos here if you will how do you uh, are there are there any leaders positive or even negative sometimes, you know, leaders can affect us that have kind of affected, uh, affected your influence, your leadership style, I guess, for better or worse. Any, any role models or folks? Oh, I'm not going to name drop, but uh, throughout my entire tenure here, mm -hmm. I've always picked up nuggets. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I like what they're doing. So I'm going to take that. Don't like what they're doing. So I'm not going to do that. So mm -hmm. it's been that since, you know, I've started here. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Brittany, what about you? I would definitely agree. I think that there is a lot that our leadership um, throughout the years that I've been here and our different managers mm -hmm. and from our director, Captain Olds, there's a lot of different styles and um, great leadership skills there. Um, but overall, you kind of pick up work, what works for you and what you see work all the way through. And mm -hmm. you know, hey, I like that. And I, I might mm -hmm. I might try to do things that way or hey, I might do that a little bit differently. So either of you care to share an example of, of something that works for you with your teams? Um. <laughs> You got to be fluid. Okay. Uh, is there, there's not just one style that's going to fit mm. the entire ship. I so, agree. Yeah. So how I talk to Brittany is not going to be the same way I interact with you. And mm -hmm. it's a lot of that, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Situational leadership is mm -hmm. is a very important. It's an important skill to have. Read the room, right? Absolutely. I think you even pointed it out. You know, you've got you've got Gen Z to, to baby boomers right. still still working for you and, and you know, kind of understanding how to interact with that is, is going to be important, Absolutely. especially under the stress that these folks are, are doing with, you know, so in the context of when we talk about people, people, purpose and performance, what are, what are some things that you guys are doing to kind of, you know, help, help on that people side uh, with, with relating to the stress that your guys are under? Well, we do have a CISM team that's really beneficial. What's that? Nev, just for uh, our crisis audience. intervention stress management, okay. which I think Brittany would be able to explain that just a little bit better than okay. I can. Okay. She is a member. So I'm a member on the team. So, Basically, uh, we have a regional team and then we also have an in-house team. So anytime there's a essentially traumatic call mm. um, that one of our people experience, uh, which happens quite frequently, we might encourage them to take some time off the floor, take a walk. If they need to talk, we have certain, certain questions and things that we'll go through and just kind of have us talk to us about it. 
mental health is a is a very big deal. Um, it's very important in our line of work. Mm -hmm. So it is something that we have uh, CISM members spread across pretty much every shift and then some admin staff. And basically what we do is we talk to them. We don't share anything that we talk about, of course, unless there's something they're going to hurt themselves or someone else or right. something of that nature. Um, and we notify our operations manager who's in charge of the team just that we had this communication with someone. Um, they're actually protected by state statute. We don't share anything that we talk about. It's it's basically just a, a the way that they put it in the class because we're certified in this. Um, mm -hmm. When we take the course, it is mental health first aid. So basically, it gets them away from the floor, off the phones, and just to understand what they've just experienced. Because we go from calls back to back to back, where you might have a very traumatic call and something that really bothers you, and if you don't take that moment to take a breath and really understand what you've just gone through then you kind of suppress it and you know things can come up later so yeah i think that that uh you know tough it out kind of mentality is is kind of passe these days and right. it's, it's mm -hmm. good to Absolutely. see that we, we we push forward with with taking care of mental health i mean obviously in your line of work but even across the board and mm -hmm. in other careers especially high stress careers so a lot of challenges that come with that but there's got to be some rewarding moments i have to imagine oh, absolutely. Uh, as, as you go through i care to care to talk a little bit more about that uh, I could say one rewarding moment. This was years ago. I, I can't remember the exact years, but it was a, it was a mom calling and reference her daughter giving birth. So we we're going through okay. the whole pregnancy issues. And um, long story short, uh, she did end up giving birth. And I'll tell you the, the big old smile on my face is when you hear the crying in the background. But the good crying, you know, you hear the little baby. Right, right. So that was cool. And to, even to this day, I still think about like I wonder what that kid's doing. That's so fantastic. that was cool. That was a really neat moment. That for me. is fantastic. How about you, Brittany? Any, any? Um, I would say, yeah, definitely the childbirth calls are, okay. are the most exciting, mm -hmm. I think, because it's obviously it's an emergency, but it's a great thing. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, I think the most rewarding times for me is when there is something very unfortunate or mm -hmm. heightened response and seeing my people just all work together. And when it's all done, I just I feel such a pride in that team that they all work together, whether they are best friends outside of work or not. Just to see the whole room work together is just that's yeah. the most rewarding. So you me. find that helps bond the team better and they work better together. You get those yeah. big operations going. You know, mm -hmm. big, yes. First, big, like say we'll have a big you know two three alarm structure fire happen, and just seeing all the dispatchers work together along with all the call takers, and it's just really neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean as you know even from your experience in the Air Force, right? Mm -hmm. Very very small amount of the force actually flies, and that right. support group that actually gets there to make sure that those those team members a lot do, of cogs do, in the wheel. You know, there, there there is a lot of a lot of uh, pulling together that makes yep. that makes things happen. Um, you know, obviously, as we're as we you know continue to fine tune ourselves as leaders, we're always learning. You know, you guys say you're taking bits and pieces from mm -hmm. everyone. How do you guys continue to build your leadership skills? You know, uh, out, outside of experiences, are there are there other things that you do to to hone that? I think a lot of it is a self reflection. Hmm. So, like a lot of it can be like, okay, I did, I had a interaction with this individual how could, did i do it right did i do it wrong is there a way i could have done it better uh, whether that be discipline granting awards or anything like mm -hmm. that so i do a lot of self-reflecting mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day yeah that's 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 good advice you yeah. know sometimes we don't you know we're, life is so frenetic that we we forget to pause and right. reflect right and actually and actually learn from from what it is that we've done right or wrong Absolutely. you know replicate or or delete it out of our out of our uh, system here how about you Brittany? um i would agree some some self-reflection i also 
also recently, actually, it was one of my goals. Okay. Um, all of us supervisors actually a few years ago had a, on our goals to read a specific book. Okay. So I have picked up reading and I like to pick up books on leadership and how to be a better leader. And sometimes there's perspectives that you kind of think, well, yeah, I know that. But then it goes so far in depth that it mm -hmm. challenges you in your introspection to yeah. think about it further. So I've been doing that the last couple of years. It's awesome. Care nice. to share any any titles maybe that have kind of stuck with you? I mean, everybody's got a little little something different. Like you say, I, I, I'm the same way. I pick up, right, pick right. up little nuggets. Um, I mean, the first one that they had us read was Emotional Intelligence. Oh, okay. Um, and then recently I... I Read one that was nine one one specific, and it was okay. a long title. I can't remember. Oh no, that's uh, exactly what it was called. But it was a uh, like promoting positivity and mm -hmm. people driven, people driven leadership. Mm -hmm. It's by Adam Tim. It's okay. it's good. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. You know, and, and and as you say, it is all about people. I mean, we right. are we are people. We're, we're humans Absolutely. interacting on things, and uh, there's there's a lot that goes into that. Um, you know, we're always looking for great men and women to work in our 911 system, actually in our first responder system. Can you walk us through, you know, maybe walk us through that process? We kind of talked a little bit about it at the beginning uh, and maybe dispel some of the myths that might keep people from wanting to start uh, a career in 911. Okay. So to start, I think we, so once you apply, mm -hmm. we send over a link for a critical test. It's basically a dispatcher style exam and you have to reach a certain score then from there mm -hmm. you have your interview um it's a panel interview okay and then if you move on from that interview you go on to an interview with our support services manager joel wilson mm -hmm. and then from there we request a drug test a polygraph psychological evaluation am i missing anything i don't know i don't think you are I think that's everything. Think that's everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but I think some of the myths that people think is that they have to have an education. Okay. Or they have to have experience. Mm -hmm. And I love to say that I came from an ice cream shop because gotcha. I had no education, no experience. I, I came in just from literally I, cold literally, from the ice cream shop. There it is. Egg, yeah. From the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so then when they come in and they get hired, they pass all of that, then mm -hmm. it's it's the 16 weeks of mm -hmm. of, of training uh, mm -hmm. that, that that we talk about. I right. guess that that's all paid for, obviously. Right. You're yeah. paid, we, paid to do that. We have them in the classroom and that's where they get all of their certifications. Mm -hmm. We we are certified in the different protocols that we use on the phones. We have CPR, first aid, all of those things we do while you're working. Mm -hmm. So we provide all of that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then you, then you set them loose. What about, what about, um, you know, training as you go, right? I mean, obviously maintaining certifications, mm -hmm. different, you know, different things start to happen, right? I mean, you look, you just look at, you know, how, how things change and even in this country, the types of calls that, that we have to respond to. Mm -hmm. thank, right. thank goodness we haven't had many, you know, um, say active shooter type things here, mm -hmm. you know, but, but there, but, you know, those are things that are becoming more prevalent. Do you, you know, how often do you stand down and, and get, uh, you know, keep people up on, on current events, retraining certifications and all that as you go? I, I say we're pretty fluent and mm -hmm. getting the updates. Um, you know, we have our operation managers. They usually push out an email and say, hey, mm -hmm. this is what happened in this state or, you know, mm -hmm. in this county. Pass along your shifts just to make sure they're all aware of it. Mm -hmm. um, as with an up keeping updated with like the protocols and stuff, mm -hmm. the medical protocols are always changing. There's always right. a better way of doing something. So those are constantly changing. So you got to be, you know, pretty loose when it comes to learning gotcha. uh, additional gotcha. tasks. And would stuff. you guys have any advice that you would give, you know, if there's someone out there listening to someone who maybe wants to have a career in 911? Uh, just make sure you can multitask. <laughs> That's huge. It's huge. 
So multitasking. multitasking. That is a big deal. I would say positivity and flexibility go a long way. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about having a positive attitude mm-hmm. and we have to be flexible because you never know what's on the other line. You mm-hmm. never know what you're answering. It could be anything. Mm, right. It could be scenarios we can't make up. You can't imagine some of this stuff. Mm. So I would say positivity and flexibility are huge. Well, you guys are on my list to come. I'd love to sit down and then uh, listen to a few calls as, as you guys do that. Uh, but uh, you guys have a tough job and uh, we, we appreciate everything that you do. I've only got a couple more questions for you and they're, they're very serious questions. And I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to know about it. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Dogs. Yeah, me too. Dogs. Good answer. Right. Good answer. What's your favorite thing to cook? Steak. Nice. Chicken. Chicken. What kind of chicken? Uh, any okay. kind. Any I kind? have chicken though, like, every day. Uh, Free room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was your first job? Um, I was a butcher. Hence steak. Hmm. Ice cream. Ice cream. Wow. First job, right? It's a second mm-hmm. job. Wow. Fantastic. Um, Go to snack. I'll defer to Brittany for that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I snack a lot. I mean, can we get a category? Oh, of my, oh my goodness. And, junk food. Just go yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah. All the junk food. Okay. Fantastic. Um, and would you rather travel to the past or to the future? The past. Past? Why? I love the 80s. <laughs> Everything yeah. in the 80s was all awesome, right. man. Rock, uh, very good. How about it? I think I'd do the past too, but I might do further back. I might do like 1950s. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Look at you guys. All right. A little nostalgia here today. Well, listen, guys, I want to I want to thank you for for joining me today on, on this podcast. Obviously, what you guys do is is of such vital importance. So we thank you for your leadership out there in 911. And we thank you for for your team members who do such Absolutely. a great job uh, day in and day out. And special thanks to our media relations team who make this effort possible. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Pasco Podcast. I'm Mike Carballa. We'll see you next time. For more information on Pasco County government, please visit mypasco.net and check us out on Facebook and Twitter.